This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me, you not gonna do nothing, you are not above me, I bet you wish you was me, I know it, I know What is poppin', everybody? And welcome back to another special episode of the Only Friends Podcast. Well, you know, it's me and my only friends, which includes, but is not limited to, my boy Guapo. What's poppin', Guaps? I'm going to make sure not to say any cuss words or talk about anything related to uh, putting money on events. <laughs> See if we can get this thing figured out. I don't think yeah. betting is un, uncouth, especially when, you know, we choose bad words. We're, we're poker players. Mm-hmm. We tend to bet. Yeah. I also do curse a little bit. We're also allowed I to think- curse. It's the first 30 seconds, which is partly. All right. So there's two reasons for the five minute countdown. Number one, you don't curse during it. Because right. it just okay. goes do 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 do. Well, that's depending if Guapo let do, use our mics do, on or not. All right, and then number two, it's so we can get the shots correct and all the other things that we scramble to do. On top of that, we also have the 15 second intro video or whatever. Mm. For everyone who doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, we're, we're we're being demonetized and correct. we don't know why. Yeah, well, we, we know would, why. We, we no, want we to be monetized. I don't want to have fun staying poor anymore. Can right. we make money off the show? We did look and see the things that will get you demonetized. Monetized, and it basically just said Conrad, 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 Conrad. <laughs> Everything Conrad does. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna do? He's the opposite yeah. of King Midas. I, I mean, yeah. I've heard random things. People, it, the swearing's not a thing. I Only think, in the first like two minutes. Okay, but we're good. We have a countdown. Yeah, countdown. Right, but hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know what we're counting down to? What's that? A slap in the fucking face. <laughs> yeah, Steelers two and one. Team baby. minus uh, seven wins. Well, baby. There's the first F bomb. I hope we made it. Team <laughs> minus seven wins, and you can see gonna, Connie getting slapped. We need to get a graphic. Go maybe, maybe yeah, talking about slapping people maybe gets us demonetized no, as well. No, I don't. Can listen. we get a graphic yeah. of like your hand is slowly inching closer to I him after every win? I, I hope we do this. I love we, this. I know idea. for sure that it's running good my way after that. Listen, where are we at? We're three wins. We're no, two wins. We're two wins. <laughs> Fading Conrad seems to be the high money play. We're two wins. After next we, week. we have seven to go. We have the Texans on the road next week. You, you, you are talking about the we first place Steelers, We are at a Steelers, fucking right? Survivor. The, the first place Steelers? We are talking about the first place Steelers. We yeah. are at a Survivor. Because we get a dog shit Jaguars pick. You can't, you can't change the topic so fast. I know. Right, he's yeah. trying so hard. I can hard. do whatever I want. He is trying. Yeah. Uh, that's why he's the hostess with the leastest. Uh, <laughs> with the mostest. <laughs> <laughs> nice. we, we are talking about the AFC North leading Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's go, Yenzers. Yenzers unite in Los, Los Pittsburgh. We, we are tied with Baltimore. That's I heard true. that uh, Bunch of the game, at, like the Raiders game was like all Steelers fans, Bro. really. It was unbelievable. It was crazy. So, the crazy thing about that is the Raiders never have a home game. Because every single year, the second the team schedules come out, their mm-hmm. whole fucking fan base is like, oh, we're going yeah. to Las Vegas it's, this year. Well, that's partly it's, true. It's, it's partly bullshit. true. Yeah. No. I think there's certain teams that are traveling better than other teams, right? You guys are just shouting over it. The entire stadium gets a Let's Go Steelers chant. It, mm-hmm. it was honestly like walking through a bar in the middle of Pittsburgh on, right. on game day. Yeah. I've never seen anything like it. This is sixty thousand people. Terrible towns. This really doesn't look like a Raiders game. That guy in front of me stood the whole time. It was very annoying. Uh, he was. He was not happy. He, he had nothing to stand for, really. Conrad Conrad's point is valid. That people do mark the calendar to come to Las Vegas. Obviously, it's a it's fun trip. And I was talking to Dolak. He said when he came to the Chiefs game, it was like he said it was like you know forty percent Chiefs fans, maybe half. That was like pushing 60-40, maybe 70-30 yesterday. I, I, it felt 75-25 to me. It really did. It, I mean, now it's, it's hard to really gauge. And no, you know, they were, the, well, the thing is, it's like the, uh, you know, the Raiders wear black too. So it's like it's kind of hard the to easy tell. Way, but it was really like when, when, the, people, when they, the terrible tiles went up and it was just literally around the entire stadium of just terrible tiles. Yeah. It was like... When it, it was, was third down is where you could really tell. So when it was mm-hmm. when it was the Raiders third down in a home game, usually the quiet uh, the co- co- crowd goes quiet. Right. In order to give, I, I saw that little subliminal slap in there. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, in order to give, you know, the the home team the ability to get the snap count off, whatever. 
place was fucking rocking. Mm-hmm. But when it was the Steelers third down, you kind of heard the same thing where it was like really loud. And I, I was talking to Lamanna. I was like, man, uh, this is so weird because it's so loud when it's the Raiders third down. I find it hard to believe that it's equally as loud when it's the Steelers third down. Right. And what I realized <laughs> is they were pumping in fucking crowd noise. Definitely. They were for sure pumping in crowd noise. Definitely because you made a offense. really good point, Burke. You said like it's so loud and it immediately goes quiet. Right. Like it was just like that, that's not how crowds work. It usually just dies down. It's yeah. like a fade out. This was just like loud, 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 quiet. Like, yeah, I was mm. like, oh, they're amplifying the fucking crowd yeah. noise whenever well, the Steelers are on offense. You also yeah. lost your car for 45 minutes. Yeah, that's all. That's, that's either here nor there in a big win like that. <laughs> yeah. Who gives a shit? Right. Four sacks, three turnovers. My God. Steelers Dude, it's, setting up, it's setting up for a big game in two weeks. Yeah. So, so we got we got Baltimore. Baltimore at home. They they are yeah they're tied with us for the lead in the AFC North, and then uh, we got Houston next week in Houston. Hopefully we can uh, you know Houston. let let Houston have their letdown since they uh, beat the Jags. Yeah, let's. I, let's mean, I didn't realize how that. good CJ Stroud has been yeah. playing. Yeah, uh, he is playing really he's, well. He's the I highlight of their team. He's for playing sure. well. Nico Collins is kind of coming into his own. So. Damon Pierce is just running. Damon Pierce is Damon Pierce. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah Damon Pierce is really good. Was, we got yeah, look, they're they're not they're not the worst team in the world. We thought we could bet against them all year. We got punished. They're not who we thought they were. Well, they still might. <laughs> they're be. not the droids you're looking I mean, for. It's just the Jags fucking suck at home. So we picked them in the survivor pool, as everybody knows. Uh, as did forty percent of the remaining pool. So twenty three hundred entries got axed yesterday. Twenty three hundred idiots on the Jags. To make matters worse. <laughs> Uh, I had two other entries through which we picked the Ravens and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So another 10% of the pool picked the Ravens. That's another 600 people axed. Gone. We're gone. I have one remaining uh, you have one, one team remaining left? team of five. Yes. After, after three weeks. Let's do it. I got a little piece. We Pretty have, brutal. So we have one team left. Mm-hmm. One team left, but uh, 60% of the pool was eliminated yesterday. Wow. So wow. Cowboys, Ravens, Jaguars all get upset. The red wedding, huh? Uh, big, big <laughs> week for for survivor teams getting axed. Could have just picked dolphins, man. Should've Seventy points. In hindsight, should have picked the fins. Should have picked. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the reason They're, why we didn't pick the fins was because we wanted to save them for week five. Yeah, we wanted to save them. So, yeah. like, it's not because we didn't dumb. think they were gonna win. Why? Well, I mean, it's not dumb. It's stop not, it. Well, we knew the Jags were gonna be a very popular pick. So that's, so, that's kind of yeah, but. If, it's if, you, if you have other locks, other locks, like, take the lock. It, it, it'd be different if we weren't ever going to use the Jags again. But like, they're a good enough team that you assume you'd find a soft spot somewhere down the line. They're going to play mm. Houston again. Mm-hmm. You know that type of stuff. Like they'll play some easy win. Yeah, they'll have some other easy cupcakes down the line. Like you expect them to be a ten-win team this year. Sure. Uh, so you could potentially use them later. We'll off of like, like week too, one, right? we didn't take the Ravens, for instance. Right, the Ravens were the second most popular pick. Um, did they win or no? They won. They did. Okay. But, but it allowed us to have the Ravens for later. Okay. Uh, which is nice. You know what I mean? Basically, it's, it's like if I had 50 teams, I wouldn't have had a ton of exposure to the Jaguars. Right. I would have probably had like, you know, 20% of my, my picks, 30% of my picks maybe at most would have been Jags. Because there were a lot of good games yesterday. Right. The Dolphins were a good pick. Chiefs, Ravens. Well, the reason why we didn't want to take Dolphins, I mean, Dolphins were expecting to be a very, did, very did good they team. They, they won. They cooked. <laughs> They, dude, they, they fucking did they score ten touchdowns. At what point did they pull Tua? Ten. They still in hit like the third quarter. No, they still hit my hire. Was it the fourth? It was fourth. Yeah. Like yeah. I saw a tweet where someone was saying that some sport, like managers of teams, or like owners of teams, are mad that the Dolphins put up more points after winning by so much. And it's like, what are we talking about here? Yeah, we're literally putting in third stringers, and it's fifty-six right. to whatever. I mean, Tua, not for, not Tua just said he's like, listen, we we we're just playing. We're just he's like. We were running. We just ran the ball, and yeah, they say, broke. We, they broke loose. What do you want them to do? They ran the ball, and another yeah, the, one was like a defensive like yeah. stop. Their second, like, their second stream running back yeah. had four touchdowns and two hundred yards rushing. Like mm-hmm. stop oh. somebody. Yeah. How about their third string had sixty seven as well? I didn't know that. That's fucking absurd. They had three hundred and fifty uh, yards on the ground. Did yesterday. you see the Mike McDaniel speech after the game? No. Oh, so good. So I like good. him. He's, mm-hmm. he's he's so based. He's, he's just he's like a new young up and coming coach. Yeah, he's like, look, man. This is our standard. Like, yeah, enjoy it. Have fun. But, like, 
we have expectations this year, and this is what we expect from ourselves. Yeah. Like, this wasn't like a breakout game in his mind. It's like, yeah, this is just, we showed up, we played good football, this is what we do. There's, there's something so great about this story. So McDaniels used to be the Broncos' ball boy. Legend. Right. He was their ball boy, whatever. He tried to get an interview with them. They showered him. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to the Dolphins and absolutely torches them. Yeah. Maybe well, he was running up the score. Russ. <laughs> Russ hasn't been cooking, yeah. man. Russ. And Broncos Nation, I right mean, out. <laughs> we, we all know why the Chiefs uh, had such a good game. I mean, oh they had God. a very special fan in the crowd. <laughs> the crowd. Love is in it's, the air. Love is in the air. Uh, and, you know, I mean, how do you feel about it. it? The Swifties are taking over football. Finally. Listen, this is good for me, personally. Because now, maybe Michelle, Michelle went to her first game. Uh, yeah, she was at the Steeler game for her first time. Shout out to Toby for uh, for hooking up hooking us up with the tickets, and uh, you know, and now Taylor is involved. She's going to games, and look, it's I'm just, just it's I, just it's all I'm, happening. Man. I'm just excited for him to break her heart. I think we're gonna get great music out of this. Uh, yeah, she, was, I think she might break his. It I was don't know. 34 to nothing at halftime. I'm convinced that the only reason why the first team came back out is for Kelsey to get a touchdown. 100. I yeah. am absolutely convinced that 100%. it was a fucking in the locker room. Well, we got to let you get a touchdown, right? We just she, wanted to get Taylor Swift on gonna, camera uh, saying, let's fucking go. go. Right, she was into the game. And I the mean, second he got a touchdown. Doing chest bumps. Yeah. Like, she was into it. Fully into yeah, it. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes' wife yeah. is just livid. Yeah, she should be. She can't breathe right nope. now. Her right. and Mahomes' brother, like, their TikTok ratings have already gone into the tube. <laughs> Isn't Mahomes' brother absolutely, like, like out of his mind? Yeah. Yeah, uh, they're, I mean, they're, they're are, social media superstars. Things are moving fast, right? Superstars. I mean, she's already hanging out with Kelsey's mom. Like, Relax. Right, just get charged I'm, just, I'm just excited for the new album. That's all. I'm yeah. pretty sure he got charged with like indecent something. Recently. I don't know. He was like a TikTok guy for a while. I know they kicked him out of the stadium because he was too much of a distraction. Yeah, no, point. I think he's a scumbag. I don't, I mean, relax on just, you know, throwing the scumbag out there for everybody. Go, go Google his name and see what pops up. All right. All right. I did it recently. Speaking <laughs> of scumbags, our, uh, our pick'em results are in almost. Mine is still to be determined. I've, what, what is yours? I have Jalen Hurts uh, over 45 yards higher, rushing. Higher. Or, I actually, sorry, higher, higher than 45 yards rushing. I actually think they're in trouble tonight. They run into the Buccaneers and All right, we I think love, they we win. love Jalen Hurts. He might get forty five yards. He might get forty five yards, but I don't uh, I don't know if they win tonight. <laughs> go, well, go I have to birds. tell you this, Conrad. I I know I give you a lot of shit, but I am completely on board for you to be a Steeler hater for the rest of the season because so far we've had the Steelers in our pick'em each of the last three weeks. We've also had them in our uh, our, our million dollar mm-hmm. uh, pool right. where we're picking against the spread each of the first three weeks. Now I homered it week one, and I took them plus two and a half versus the versus the Niners. Yeah, and I got what I deserved. Yeah, you did. I got blown out. Hmm. Oh, I let Conrad anti homer them the well, last two weeks. Uh-huh. Not the last two weeks. I, I kind of just like talk shit on the podcast last week because I bet Naze over fifty yards last night. Your pick <laughs> for the pick'em was Naze under. I know. Well, that's because I'm to talk shit. Why know? are you doing the viewers dirty like that? Yeah, they put in their hard-earned ma- right. money into your pick'em. This is way. This they is way went, Conrad went, can be right either way or wrong either way. Well, I was we'll so close to way, fucking maybe. breaking a book yesterday. Mm. So. <laughs> So Conrad, Conrad went with uh, in the circa millions. Conrad forced us to take the Browns plus two or minus two and a half. What we a lost fuck that one. job that was. We lost that one. We went three one and one that week. Thanks, mm-hmm. Conrad. We got uh, that one blemish. This week? this week we did bad again. We went two and three. Fuck. Uh, I'm partly gonna blame the YouTube audience. They, by they an overwhelming majority, oh. took the Raiders. The Raiders minus oh, two and a half. What it was against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. Nice job, guys. Good job, yeah. chat. You know, way to anti-Homer us Steelers. Conrad probably made all day counts. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Uh, so it's not looking good for us in the Circa Millions, but, you know, there's still a lot of time a left. A lot of time. A lot we of need time to just left. go 5-0 and oh three weeks straight. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Four, maybe. Uh, in, the underdog, in the underdog fantasy uh, pick'ems, Landon won. He went with... I went with higher, higher. than 22 completions for two of them. I think, How many I he, think he made it. He did, because it was 21 Probably and a half. Probably not by a lot, though. The, yeah. the higher was 22. 
Right. And then they pulled him. Yeah, he, he was, got 23. He was nice. 16 for 16 going into the halftime. And then they, he was taken out by a I know my I fins. Say, he's lucky so. he got a little bit of garbage I time. I know my third. fins, baby. Mm-hmm. The fins are cooking. LaManna went with higher. I went higher. Uh, Pickens yardage, I think it was 151 and a half. And no, uh, no, no. Bro, is, is I'm sorry, 51 and a half. Listen, if Pickens had 151 yards, Conrad would be rich right now. 50 and a half. 51 and a half. I took the higher, and uh, he got 75 yards, so he smashed that one. I was going to take the higher on Najee, 51 and a half. However, mm. my counterpart Friend here, over there. he decided to take. What did you take, Conrad? Remind me. Um, in my sports bet or what? Uh, talking shit here. We're not so, talking. I took the under here, and I took you, the you over. You took the lower on 51 and a half? Matters where we're talking about. It's 48 and a half, by the way. No, it was 51 and a half. 51 and a half. But mm-hmm. That's adorable. Oh, I had it at 48 and a half. Uh, what, what did you go with there, Guapo? Do you recall? He went Mike so, Williams. Yeah. He went under, right? You he, know. He, he, went, he went lower, lower than. Went under I'm sorry, he went Mr. lower Williams. Mike Williams. So and lower been, on Mike Williams. Yeah. So I was dabbling in, I don't know if you guys know what this is. It's called Spanish Santeria. Where you put curses on people. Right. But mm. mine kicked in a little, a little late. too late. Yeah. yeah. So Mike Williams actually had a career day before tearing his ACL. Yes. Oh, good job, Guapo. You fucked my fantasy team again. So <laughs> Mahomes', Mahomes brother like force kissed some woman on camera or like whatever. Sure. At some restaurant or something. Not great. Things I don't care about. Wild shit. Put that at the top <laughs> of the list. Uh, yeah, and I have Jalen Hurts today higher than 45 and a half yards. So hopefully we can at least get three out of five of those correct. We'll That's see. Up. Apologies to anybody who took our advice. This is not define our <laughs> well collectively. Well, you know, we all we all made I don't a know, decision. Man. We are, I gave the not we're financial all adults advice. Here. We're all individuals disclaimer. here. That's true. This is not financial advice. Have my have my choices? I think I'm two and zero. Oh. Uh, you say question. that as if you don't know. No, I, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember what yours I think was I last am. week. We're gonna start from this week because yeah. I think last week we picked games. That's right. But moving forward, we're gonna do the pick 'em for well, underdog. Well, yeah. you're right. So I'm one to know then. Yeah. So you're one to know. Starting now. I'm one to know. He's one to know. You're one to know. You're soon to be one to know. Potentially. I'm one to know, but probably going to go one to know. We'll see. And then we have uh, the player hater. <laughs> oh, and one. But <laughs> and more, more importantly, while Conrad is losing props, we are winning Steeler games. That's right. That's and that's what's really most important. All that matters. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just needed 25 yards from that fucking scumbag Pickens. God, I need a hundred so bad. Yeah, I'm sure he was really thinking about Conrad's mm-hmm. bet when he's playing the game. No, you know who wasn't yeah, thinking about right. it? Fucking Josh McDaniels, because he some reason didn't go for it on fourth down and decided to kick a field goal. That was wild. The first, that was absurd. The, the first one, I mean, it was like fourth and six. They kicked. They I thought kicked, that was reasonable. That one was, that reasonable. was reasonable. There were still three and a half minutes on the clock, but you know they kicked the field goal. There was a penalty on the Steelers. They get the obviously they get a new fresh set of downs for the Raiders. They they drive down, uh, blow another minute off the <laughs> clock, and and they're that much closer to scoring a touchdown. Now it's like what fourth and three, and they yeah. decide to kick it again. Do you know what he said? Do you know what he said in the press conference? He said, "Well, we were down two possessions." Well, yeah, they treat the two point conversion as two possessions. Honestly, uh, I don't think it was that bad. A lot of the models came out, and it seems like it was pretty neutral either way. Um, and he'll keep his job more often when he kicks it. So, man, uh, it feels so weird own. to like have this in between of what the model says for just like mm. call it very clear, num- like from a numbers perspective versus the job keeping from like the antiquated traditionalist. But that's the point: is that the numbers weren't clear here. Well, if it's okay, so in some spots, if the edges call it X, like. 3% higher and you decide to traditionalist not do it because that's the way that it is you're just cutting your nose to spite your face no you're you're keeping the audience happy and there are many more of them than there are people that are paying your bills <laughs> Ugh, mm-hmm. it's a numbers game man you gotta go okay relax there is Solver it not boy. don't be a slave to the sim we are joined by a very special guest uh, who kidnapped Conrad and took him to a dog rescue I can't believe Huh? That you came home empty-handed, I'm I'm actually shocked. Uh, the one- what was I going to write on the paper? Oh my god, I don't know. But is that Bo- peppermint? Hot? Bo- Boski's coming in hot with a little <laughs> bit of a uh, little bit of branding. Welcome to the podcast, Jeff Boski. Hey oh, guys, we just get the uh, green screen. Oh, we got him. Sorry, uh, green screen's kind of fucked up. Uh, could have the hippo. I don't know, but glad to be <laughs> glad to be on here. Uh, Quite the honor. A lot of OGs. Um, shout out to Berkey, Conrad, Turtle, Brand, uh, Landon. It's an honor. 
what uh what what brings you to us uh, i know that you had a little bit of a venture with jamie and conrad at the uh at the rescue the other day yeah i went to the uh, henderson animal rescue that i've been working with for a few years now just trying to raise awareness and funds for the organization um they're severely underfunded and overcrowded so that's a big problem and i just figure whatever i can do to help would be uh, a net positive for the whole community and um just I, I assume a lot of people don't understand that animal shelters are an option. I mean, people just think, oh, we got to go to the pet store or PetSmart or animal breeder, but you should go to the animal shelter first and go there day after day because they get new dogs in, new cats in every day. And I, I just think um, I've been promoting Adopt, Don't Shop for a long time, working with the um, uh, adopt a box rescue program out of new york but i just wanted to do something more locally and so i figured i'd make a video with uh conrad jamie and christina and uh, put that out there tie it with the charity event and uh do some good so what, oh good what is the charity event yeah that was what i was gonna ask uh the charity events it's just a, a 20 dollars tournament on ecr on the 29th of this month at five o'clock pacific standard time um, $10 goes to the prize pool. $10 goes to uh, Henderson animal shelter. Uh, ACR has donated $109 tickets to everybody that makes the final table. And there's a $55 ticket. If you bust me after late Reg. So, awesome. so that's this Friday, the 29th, right? This Friday, the 29th, five o'clock. It's in the main lobby. You don't have to search any filters or anything. Uh, I'm registered. So 20 bucks per entry. Um, and then every time you enter, that's just 10 more dollars going to the animal shelter to, help with all the costs that are associated with uh, medical food. And, uh, they're, they're, they're all volunteers. They're not making money off this. They're just trying to stay alive and find some homes for these great animals. Sweet. I just registered. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to remember to play it, but I just read. Hey, that's right. Hey. <laughs> so you're donating to the animal shelter and to the community. Wow. Look at that double whammy. <laughs> Uh, give us a little bit of an idea of like what the overhead is to, to run an operation like this. If you, have um, any you can call Scott, who's the main volunteer at Anderson animal shelter. But um, from what I gather, the, the state, um, the state taxes are supposed to be a large percentage of the funding, but it's tons of money. I mean, the, the adoption costs are like 50 bucks an animal. They're not making money off that. They just do that as like a, uh, filter to make sure it's going to a good home that just it's not just like all all animals are free in some sick world right but it's it just it's just unfortunate that they're so far in debt and that's how pretty much any animal rescue is they're just based off of donations because it costs you know maybe a thousand dollars um just to take a dog in and take it to the vet and they just run up vet bills until vets just stop dealing with them that's my experience with animal rescues in the past and if I can raise awareness and raise some funds, uh, I think it's a great thing to help out. And it's not some shady organization where only 12% of the proceeds go to the programs. You write, I'm going to be writing the check directly to them and they're going to use it um, efficiently. Yeah, I think it's great. How many dogs do you have now? I had two boxers that passed away recently, um, but I still take care of my neighbor's um, labs who I have a, a connection with and walk them every day. Oh, oh. man. Mine are getting to the to the age where I have to come to grips with doomsday being mm -hmm. looming, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm on the fence of do I want to get puppies to have them like bring in the next generation, or do I want to just be able to have like all my time allocated to to kind of like end of I don't man it's a weird thing with dogs like I love dogs I'll always have a dog from now until I'm gone for sure, but the twelve to fifteen year life cycle is like that that end stage is is kind of like uh quite quite the painful experience i think yeah i've been through that and i'd have to say i've never never cried that much in my life over a few days span but um you just got to think about uh, the pros versus cons all the all the good mm -hmm. times you had with them with them compared to the exactly. um you know a few weeks or months of uh, sadness and yeah it's just a net positive overall and you know it's it's inevitable for all of us uh, yeah, man. I don't know how you can go to those rescues and not just like leave with 10 dogs. I, I could definitely <laughs> sell you on three right now. Pizzas, Thor, and Thor's sister, which was started with an M. I don't know, but they were fucking awesome.
It doesn't take much. They were, I almost had two huskies like three weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want a husky. It's the <laughs> desert, man. <laughs> <laughs> they would all. Uh, they would all get along perfectly too. Yeah. It'd yeah. be a beautiful you, you hear how expensive those are? All these dogs get landing? I, I understand. You know? A lot of dollars. If, if I gave Michelle free reign, we would we would literally have like twelve dogs in our house. Just all over the place. I think we that's two the end now. Game. Two two seems like a pretty comfortable number. I think that's the end game. Get rich yeah. to have enough land to just have dogs. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Just, just let them run run free dogs. and just yeah. For yeah. sure. So what else do you got going on outside of uh, doing good in the community and keeping the, the pets and shelters uh, afloat? <laughs> just uh, just and always the, grinding. And, and the hippo, you know, I some, guess. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes uh, grind harder than others, uh, whether it's WSOP or online on ACR. Uh, you had DePaulo on, so you know all about the uh, 100K Triton Challenge where two pros are going to Monte Carlo with 100K in buy-ins and first class everything. And just been grinding that all all month, just nonstop socials and MTTs on uh, a huge downswing. So horrible timing, but we're putting in the work, and uh, hopefully we win at the end of the month. And uh, maybe I'll go with DePaulo. That'd be cool. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I, I got a rough one for you. I wanted to ask you the day at the animal shelter, but you know we were at an animal shelter. You know I couldn't <laughs> like take the the focus off the animal shelter. What was jacking off? <laughs> it's a King. It's a poker, it's a poker hand. hand. Poker hand. Can, can yeah. you please explain where that video idea came from? <laughs> uh, well, um, good or bad, that was my original uh, original video idea and vision of uh, poker terms that are also sexual. Which, when you approach strangers, they might not understand you're talking about poker. That was the premise. Maybe it didn't come off so well. Um, I'm not a trained actor, but I gave it my all. And, uh, you know, it's content for the ACR competition. There's a panel of four judges, uh, one of which is Moneymaker, and it's all about if they like it. And uh, that's two of the four, two of the five categories we get judged on. Yeah. I, I feel like you're playing into Moneymaker's hands there. That, that seems right up his, his humor alley. <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully we'll see, you know, it's kind of out of my hands at this point, but, um, actually being on this podcast is my nine of nine content pieces. So I really appreciate you guys having me on. And if there's anything you need me to do in the future, I, I definitely owe you one. Let's go, awesome. dude. When, yeah. uh, when do you find out? Uh, third, um, that's after all the day twos of the flighted events, um, and all the judging is done. And, uh, yeah, October 2nd is, I think the last day of ACR tournaments and then, and we'll see. Everybody's trying real hard, harder than they have in the past. It's been pretty easy winning the first couple ones, but uh, definitely going for number three. Okay. Yeah. Well, good luck if you happen to make your way over there and have some scores. Let's get you back on here. Talk about the experience. Maybe uh, let us know what the Monte Carlo equivalent of Peppermint Hippo is. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine establishment. <laughs> i i trust you to be our zagat guide to strip clubs all over the world so uh maybe we can get a segment out of that at some point absolutely not all strip clubs are created equal definitely different clientele environment <laughs> atmosphere uh, security you know it's, it's the little things that really add up and make the experience a pleasurable one i knew you were the guy for the job Jeff. Uh, <laughs> i was very yeah. sure of it all right let's get you out of here thank you so much for joining us uh one more time the name of the shelter where they can donate henderson animal shelter on 300 galleria drive in in henderson nevada anybody can go there it's free to check out the animals and um almost free to adopt them if you have a, a good home for them make a difference uh save a life today they might just save yours that's awesome that's thank awesome. you so yeah. much guys uh head over Thanks, to jeff. twitter uh give jeff a follow that's i see you are a rook i think i put one too many r's in there i see you a rook <laughs> You know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Give the yep. man a follow. Uh, be sure to check out the Henderson Foundation uh, for, for animal rescues if you guys are looking to adopt an animal, which every day we talk about it, I'm one step closer. And well, don't right. forget this Friday charity tournament. That's right, ACR. $10 to the uh, prize pool, $10 to the foundation. So uh, thanks again, Boski. Appreciate you. Yep, thanks. Later. Thanks, guys. Take care. Peace. Bye. All right. Do we go get some dogs or what? <laughs> we might. We might need a. We might need a pod pup. Mm, the pod pup sounds great. I don't know if I can. Somebody get would have to live here though. You can't. No, no, no. Like cats. It, would, it would come to my house. Yeah, of course. I would just but bring it. Just here. bring it here every day. I could bring Scout. Mm -hmm. 
No, you she's, can't. She's just gonna bark at everyone. Yeah. It's not even that she would bark. She's so so spastic. Like, mm-hmm. no, she needs to sit in my lap. You need, you, need, you need, you know, one of those dogs who just is quiet and doesn't move a lot. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Where are you gonna find one of yeah. those? Hey, you know, there are dogs. Well, puppies fall asleep. Yeah. Exactly. You, know, you get a nice little puppy. Mm-hmm. Just, Becomes a lap dog. That's, what the yeah. ca- that's, why, that's why cats are great for the podcast. I don't know if you watched the previous episodes, but Chauncey was not just a a statue on Listen, the set. Chauncey's a star. That's why, right? Yeah, she, he's the the the. Uh, he saw himself there, in the reflection. The and, there were like right. some wholesome moments where, like, I'm scratching underneath his his chin. He's just like looking up at me. Yeah, those those nice little wholesome moments where, like. We're, we're, we're like framed out by him just like attacking my arm mid-show, me having to like fling him off of me. That's what the orange cat does. Yes. The orange cat, the orange cat does one. what the orange cat does. Well, the orange cat's mama does what she does, and she shipped a tournament over somewhere in Europe. Yes, yeah, some fucking where. <laughs> she, she won a uh, stars event, the UK IPT London wow. Ladies event. Congrats, Marley. And her second poker star spade. Congratulations to Marley Sprague, the one and only mama of Chauncey. That's right. Uh, shipping uh, uh, another star spade. You love to see it. Those are fun trophies to have. Mm-hmm. Some more uh, kudos to friends of the pod. Uh, DePaulo seems to have almost shipped something. We'll, we'll give him his just dues. Yeah, he was just talking about his time. He was just Silver saying it was just about time podcast for him to win some dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. podcast run good. Uh, he almost won one. He got ring event number two. No, sorry. Almost his almost second his number second. ring. I don't yeah. know what. There's so many ring events. Who There's knows? So many ring events. So many this is 167. Uh, but he got <laughs> second place for $24,566. Congratulations to DePaulo on the Job podcast Brian. Run Good. Uh, unlucky for him that we've now just given Boski the podcast Run Good and he's grinding on ACR. Mm, so, yeah. You know, unlucky, Ryan. Sorry. <laughs> and we last, wanted to get you to Monte Carlo. Sorry. And last but not least, there was another one this morning. Not last but not least. You're forgetting our man Toby. Oh yeah, ship the bracelet event. Let's go, Tobe. Toby. Toby Lewis, main event final tableist. Right. Won the twenty five hundred dollar high roller bracelet event. Yes, he did. Eighty thousand ish, something like that. It was twenty five hundred dollars. Sixty thousand. Sixty thousand. Yeah, twenty five hundred freeze out. They're just giving these things away Mm -hmm. these days. You know. So he he's got some hardware. He's got some. I mean, Pop- he always had hardware, but not but like the actual bracelet. Probably bracelet. not the bracelet he was looking for. Not the, but no, he was He'll probably looking it. for a different one, but yeah, you know but what? I'm sure he will take it. It is a weird yeah. thing now when it comes to like the, call it best players without bracelet lists, where like it's a little bit different if it's live versus online, feels that way. Yeah. Is I, that way? Isn't that way? I don't know. You're young, man. I don't think about that shit. Yeah. Bracelets are just like. Well, Toby is funny because I don't know how. Like, he might have had the same reaction if he won the main event that, it, that he had when he won this one. I, yeah. like, yeah. I saw him yesterday and I said, you know, I found out he won the bracelet. I was like, oh, that's awesome. You want a bracelet? He's just like, thank you. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah, it was good. You yeah. should be all right if you won the main. <laughs> a little different. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. money would matter more, not the bracelet. It would. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think when it comes to the bracelet conversation, like the ring conversation, it's just kind of. Uh, proof of concept that you are a pro. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I, I want a bracelet. But like, pros are mostly win a bracelet, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, win a, win it's, a like it's like a, you know, when you're an actor and they, they can now, they say, you know, Oscar Academy winning, Award, oh, right? yeah, Academy Award winner, so and so. Now they say, you know, bracelet winner, so and so. Right, like Jeremiah's won two. He's yeah. not much of an empty player. Have that attached to your name is, is um, I think, you know, for a poker player. Is, it's good uh, branding. Yeah. What are you trying to say? I'm saying that you Where's your bracelet, buddy? What are you trying to say? Trying to say that you should maybe, you know. You're not a professional if you don't have bracelets. Is that what you're trying to say? Or a ring. Conrad's got a ring. You're not a professional if you don't have a ring. That's what you're trying to say. Yeah. I got a four card ring. Yeah. It does. They don't ask. They just say, Do you have a circuit ring? He says, Yeah. Hey. Hey. True. He's trying to get you to play a few more events hey. this summer. It's next summer. Where's hey. your ring at? Fuck you guys. <laughs> no ring. <laughs> No, no bracelet. Fuck you guys. No ring, no bracelet, I, no I money. just loves being one of the best players without a bracelet. He's I'm like, he not likes on that, that title. I promise you I'm not on that <laughs> list. Like, uh, the, the thing with that list is... You used to is, be on that list. Yeah, because tournaments weren't really thought to be a skillful endeavor for a very long time. But so it's just are. like, if you're good at poker mm-hmm. and you didn't have a bracelet yet, then you made the list. Right. But now, being good at poker isn't the qualifier. It's being good at tournaments. Right. And I'm not trying to... Sh- throw shade there's a difference here like tournaments are an additional layer of skill you still have to be good at poker but you also have to just be good at 
tournaments in general, and it's like yeah, I'm very clearly not. Poker. Yeah, I'm very clearly not good at tournaments, so yeah. like I'm not on that list. Not good at turn. This is such a scam. This is such scam, Mark. You don't have to pretend you're not good at a format in tournaments. I'm not, not going to bar you from playing them. I'm not good at tournaments. If I was good at tournaments, stop. I would play high rollers. Stop doing this. I'm not. I'm not good at them. There's I'm good at cash. Where, you give me not, my tag. You're not cash an, an, You are not an elite uh, high roller tournament player. Okay, and, I'm sure, and there are plenty of them without I'm bracelets, sure, I'm so sure, they make up the list. I'm sure you have a win rate in the World Series every year. Yeah, but year. who cares? People Just care. Who cares? You're a good. You're a good. Who cares? I've, you're I've, a good guy. I, you're, you're a good guy. Budget. I have 11 percent ROI. Despite in, your lack of in, bracelets, you're a good guy. Yeah. I have 11% ROI in MTTs during the summer. Who cares? 11%. Who cares? I'm not playing Yes, yeah, so I didn't know your ROI in the 2K freeze out was 11%. Yeah, 11, 20. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm not playing hey, it. Hey, man, with your super max late rank strategies, it might be 30%. <laughs> Again, who cares? I'm not playing them. <laughs> How many, how many did you play last year? Maybe you should play. I, not many. I think I played like six events. You cashed like five of them. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I, to break even, nonetheless. That's because you played some higher no, stuff. No, you didn't you break even. You played 25K even. twice or once? No, twice. I did break even. Twice. You played you 25K twice. Even? I didn't play the 25K at all. What? I didn't play the 25K. How, how did you break even? You though? definitely played the 25K. Um, you definitely played the 25K. And yeah, then you, you rebought the 25k. Now, that, no, that was, was the year, year before. before. But he did fire one bullet into it this year. I'm, I'm almost Oh, positive. the 25k 6 max. I did yeah. play. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I played Hold on. One. You didn't rebuy? No. I didn't play the 10k 6 max this year. Skipped it for cash. Damn, um, so gonna, didn't you cash for over like 100,000? I cashed for about 100,000. And you put it up 100,000 in buy-ins? Yeah, pretty, pretty close. Okay. With online. Yeah. Online. Yeah. yeah, online will do it. Got about online. Online is a crazy format, man. Mm -hmm. I cashed online too. I cashed the five k. The online structures are so insane. Like you're just playing final tables for bracelets, where everyone has like twenty bigs, and you're just hoping that you get chosen. Mm -hmm. And like you just do enough. I will say. Work and, how'd you end up yesterday? Uh, I got I cashed the fifteen hundred bracelet. Um, got final two tables and it's something deep, but I lost lost money. I will Long. say that I I think I could get good at tournaments. Um. But much like the conversation we had on Friday about where to invest time as yeah. far as like what you project. I look at the people that are the best in the world at MTTs and I wouldn't trade places. Yeah. Not because I don't think that they're more talented at what they do or even don't make a lot of money. I'm sure that they do. But they all just feel like such outliers and I feel like I'm already in an outlier scenario mm -hmm. where it's like I wouldn't want to have to try to put all my resources into a separate basket and become an outlier again. There's a lot of, lot of studying time, a lot of strategy to, you know, uh, learn when to use your time banks. Well, so. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent segue. Um, prior to getting to that, though, like, I, I think that the big thing is, is that in MTTs, when you look at that elite tier, the next level down, in my opinion at least, isn't doing all that well financially. As in, it's like the feast or famine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you're basically a high roller or kind of high roller adjacent, and then you're kind of mid-stakes, and it's like you're trying to work to like, be high roller. Like people that are probably like breaking even or losing small in high rollers that are winning elsewhere. Mm. Um, looking at the 10-year trajectory of, of their career... That it, never improve, you're saying? Like, kind of stay stagnant? No, let, let them improve, but, like, let's always keep them at the break-even or slightly losing in high roller tier, right? Uh, okay. I think they'll do well, but I think it's, like, 100K a year type of career. You're, like, 100 to 250K max. Yeah, and shit. it's, like, like... You'll win a WPT here and there. Yeah, and, final table. and you're putting in, you know... Hours. You might be putting in, like, seven figures worth of behinds a year and to travel. do so. And travel. And it's exhausting. It's, like, I look at that, and I just look at somebody who's grinding out 510 for 150K a year, and it's just, like, come on, man. Like, that is the path I would choose every day of the week. Yeah. That's, like, well, it's definitely more of the stable one, right? Like, there's definitely a lot of stability in live cash. Tournaments, you the can just The high side's also a just a million. lot higher. The high side of cash? Yeah. Because what it takes to be an outlier isn't, isn't, uh, isn't a, a baked-in skill set no, within the game. Just, it's just a network it's a, sense? It's a tangible, or an intangible skill set. EQ? Yeah, I mean, like, if you're winning, if you're winning 10 big blinds, per hundred at live 510 uh you know you're probably making like 25 bucks an hour or sorry 25 big blinds an hour so like 250 bucks an hour 200 bucks an hour somewhere in that neighborhood 
that's a really good stable living yeah and you're also going to be very capable of beating 100 200 if you ever get seats i'd say that's a little bit more than stable yeah fair well you know what i'm saying like it's so fr- it's so incredibly frustrating listening to matt talk about hourlies like he was shitting on 40 or 50 dollars an hour the other day and i'm like fuck i'm like that's like 70 grand a year well, that's because you got to up that coming, ceiling champ i'm not coming from the entry point though i'm coming from the the ceiling like yeah. when i'm looking at these projections it's like you want to look at uh what the payoff is for all the time that you sink into something. Where, where's your time going? Right. So ten years from now, what's the big payoff? And right. if the big payoff is fifty bucks an hour, like, yeah, choose something else. Like, if you're if you're an intelligent individual who has like a high upside, like, definitely choose something else. You know, do it part time. Um. Yeah. All the other reasons why. Oh, I guess let's shout out Rampage real quick. Congratulations, mean, Ethan. That's his name. <laughs> Ethan Delona. Ethan Deloner. He's recouped some of his loan. He got some money in loan out. Get some of that money back, baby. One that trophy, time. That trophy's fucking dope. That's, that's what I said, too. That's a, that's I definitely a really want cool a boomerang trophy. trophy. Yeah, that's because yeah. what goes around comes around. You know, he loses some money. Oh, man. Oh, man. That's very nice, Landon. Wow. Faster these days. Unbelievable. I love you, Ethan. Kid nails it. All right, no, I love you. let's talk about the real reasons why I don't want to get good at tournaments. <laughs> you have to play with Ethan all day? No, no, no. Uh, I would love to play with Ethan all day. he's a good man. Uh, he's very enjoyable. No, let's talk about this video that's circulating uh, from the high roller that was just played at Poker Go. So this was the Poker Masters 25K. Not Vogel saying tanking? No, no. This was instead Fox and tanking. So here we have a huge chip discrepancy. Uh, between Chidwick, who's the chip leader and has 150 big blinds, uh, Foxen is now second in chips with just shy of 20, and uh, Brewer and Sovereal have around 10, but the big blind is about to go up. So strategically, we see Chidwick open the button; he's going to open any two. Foxen, who's second in chips and doubling up doesn't really gain anything for him because right. it's a big thing in icm is like where are you going to place in right. relation to where you're going to finish right you're you're just a big big distant second uh so he's obviously not going to be playing very many hands from the small blind he strategically uses his time banks to ensure that he will be the button and sovereign will be the big blind when the uh stakes increase lot of conversation coming over this on the twitter sphere uh, a few clips from the thread. There's a response that says, I like Foxen, but if this is true, it's a bad look. First of all, like, if it's true, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously. Let's be very clear. He outwardly said why he was thinking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> This right, is not right. Big uh, if question. true. <laughs> right. Some will claim gamesmanship, but this was an intentional attempt to stall play. Can we get a ruling from Savage, the TD authority on such things? Foxen should have been uh, admonished in my is my theory at minimum and could face a penalty. Oh, what? Uh, there is no rule about this. Well, there is a rule. You're allowed to use your time banks for yeah, what you want. exactly. Savage says, uh, if the time banks are in play, a player can use them when they see fit. The system isn't perfect, but it does work. The WPT has been tweaking it to, better, uh, to be better for years, and another change is coming soon. Uh, looking forward to whatever that change may be. Dan Zach also says, uh, has to be okay. Otherwise, what's the point of time extensions? Yeah. Um, which Wayne agrees. He says, as a real-time strategy player, I agree. There would be no other use for time bank chips. I mean, I wouldn't say no other use, but agreed. Uh, Matisau, though, hard disagrees. Matisau says... Matt, wait, tell me when I'm supposed to pretend to be shocked. Okay, <laughs> start now. <gasps> Why does anyone tank? Just play your cards. Go on to the next hand. For players who are supposed to be rich playing nosebleed tournaments, why would anyone care about pay jumps? It might be allowed, but to me, it ruins the spirit of the game. If I didn't know Mike any better, I would think this is a very clear contrarian marketing strategy. Right. But but I know Mike. Right. <laughs> I know Mike. Yeah. It's like, at some point, too, from the purest element of the game within the rules that are in place, you're going to want, especially if people are selling, it's not just your money. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I mean, look, I, I think we're all pretty much in agreement here that this is an absolute fine use yeah. of time banks. Yes. Efro said, we saw Brewer do this in a 250K while announcing it. Nobody said a thing because it's totally okay and sharp. Yeah, it is sharp. It feels, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It, like, what, 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 what is the term 
for when somebody does something that is very cl clearly like strategically intelligent sharp hi bro but it's at your it's at your um loss like, like bush league <laughs> not bush league no I, I know what you mean but yeah uh, it, um, it feels a certain way yeah right that, like that when you're the guy who's getting poor fucked, form if you will no no, no it's not, not even it's that guy is sharp and i'm getting fucked yeah just <laughs> right well because like you're you have no defense it against it. It feels icky. It does feel icky because the way that this shit iterate gets is... the ick. <laughs> you get the yeah. ick factor. Oh, he uses time banks to it, stall. Oh. Why wasn't I doing? I used to like him, but it does, it does kind of feel like if this is the case, then uh, way prior to this scenario presenting itself, everybody else should be looking to strategically use their time banks as and I well. Think they are. I don't understand but, why you wouldn't. It's like, it, it, I mean, it really is, and maybe maybe it's the bad comparison, but I don't think it is. It. it the, the NFL does this all the time, right? You use the clock to to your advantage. When you're at the end of the game, you run the clock out so the other team can't get the ball back. It, it's, it's just like, are you going to say, oh, they should run plays faster so we get a chance to get well, the ball back. Here's that's, the that's counter. Not, or you, or you, save your, you save your timeouts, right? Like you save your time banks so you can manipulate the clock at the end and then get the ball back. Well, now and, now so the, the counter might be like, to what extent, in a level, do you start to slow everything down? That was down what I was implying. To is like, increase right. the structure. So say Sam notices that at the current pace of play, he's going to be the one who gets fucked. Yeah. Does he randomly just drop in a time bank? You know, like five hands prior to this happening. Right. right. Like, how, like how quickly do you slow the game down? But yeah. I think that this I stuff mean, can potentially get uh, solved with hands per level. I mean, we talk about that a lot. I'm not sure that like they, not the entire tournament, just yeah, for FTs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you, what does it matter though? Like, there's only so many time banks one right, has, you're, and you're there's giving, only so much. You're you also can giving do. something up, right? You're yeah. giving up uh, a chance, like time that you might need for a decision uh, later. Th that 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 that's is, a bad. That's I, false though. Because why is that false? Because we're getting to These a point so now good, where man. The, yeah, we're getting to a point now where the game is is understood deeply enough. Like uh, we're, maybe on that, that level. Well, I'm talking. But that's the only place it's happening. Where else do you have time banks? You don't have it at the main event. You have it you like have w WPTs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but, like, everyday yeah. Venetian day twos. Right, but the, and, and in the future you might. I don't know. Is that true about the Venetians? Yeah, they started doing it, they do it at some uh, within a year ago, yeah. and they do it for every day two. Okay, right. but so it's it's you're you're seeing time banks uh, being implemented more more right. often. So I, it, in the future, it will be a thing. I think there's ways to strategically use the time banks. I think the argument of people needing more time at higher stakes is a little bit tougher because people are kind of aware, especially at that level, mm -hmm. they're like kind of aware of the bounds of their range and where they're at well, that's what I'm and all at. that stuff. Uh, like, yeah. It's but, not the same as equating it to lower. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, He can use those time banks strategically for that reason because he'll gain way more EV there than he will in a flip spot. Where he just has to roll on the river. Right. But the, also, the other side of the issue is that, like, you have other people that want to play these events that aren't the best. That's there's so Landon. Landon brought up a good point. Uh, obviously, we are all completely fine with Fox and doing this here. It's strategic. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Nobody's gonna call question to it. Uh, we saw Dan Zach do this in the World Series, uh, 250k final table. It just makes perfect sense, right? And the thing with Dan, or sorry, not Dan Zach, uh, Chris Brewer. Chris Brewer. Um, but the thing with the Brewer thing is the Cabrell being there was a big enough distraction that like we would have never even noticed. He openly mm -hmm. said it. Uh, right. Yeah, of course. But like, so did Foxen. Yeah. Um, however, Landon presented the alternative of what if it's Bill Klein that was under the gun and this is who Foxen's doing it to. Now, all of a sudden, being this avert, and the thing is like Bill's a sportsman. He doesn't give a shit. Right. 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 So Bill's not the best example. But there's going to be wrecks in the field that are going to get that feeling mm -hmm. that I'm talking about. And I don't, I don't have a word for it. It's a disincentivized feeling of playing again. It's like, yeah. why do I want to play when the edges are this? I know I'm losing, and now they're taking even more from me. Right. I don't know what the, I don't know what the word is to describe this feeling, but it feels like you're being taken advantage of. Right. Right? So whenever a recreation was under the gun and Foxen throws out three time banks... To where he can now look at the clock and realize, like, oh, he just made it so that I'm going to be the bigger big blind when I'm already short. As a recreational, it feels unfair. Yeah. It's I mean, not unfair, but it creates that visceral reaction. Well, that's kind of another decision that Boxing would have to make. Then he would have to weigh the, uh, you know, the, you, the EV he's going to gain by, by stalling to uh, pissing off a, a you, rat you, that might not play in the you game just later. just piss him off. What? You just piss him off. 
Because if you don't, you can't be the hero. What are your counterparts, Will? Like, yeah. you know, it's not like the environment right. itself is going to mm -hmm. change. Yeah. yeah, and also like very like in these spots when the blinds do go up, that's such yeah. a huge amount yeah. of of. I mean, if it's such a such a strategic advantage and it's within the rules, then it should just be known that this is what you do. Just like this is what you do at the end of a football game. It's just known that this is what what is what you should do, and the the wreck should do it too and then and it's like and and I don't think it's that egregious of a thing and I don't think it makes the game bad when you're talking about having time banks itself like if you have no time banks and you're just sitting there stalling until someone calls clock I think it's a different thing but now they've made these rules where the game it does keep the game moving along so it's and you only have a finite amount of uh you know time banks to use then I think it's just that's just how the game is. Until it's they change a lot the, of time, until they ch I know, but until they Bro, change the rules. If they decide time. to figure out how to change the rules, the th then you can The thing is, is like, uh, the, so there's a few things. Number one, um, being able to utilize you your time bank strategically online mm -hmm. has created uh, an environment that is certainly less rec friendly. Yeah. Now, whether that's an argument for it not to be the case any longer or not, I don't know. I don't play enough on those in those environments but i do know that it's a hell of a lot less rec friendly like bubbles online are at least uh on the american facing sites are absolutely obnoxious it's tank fest but you're incentivized to tank correct fest. Yeah. and you get a fraction of the time of what you get live so you get a 90 second overall time bank with what 10 seconds to make a decision before it implements for wsp yeah yeah That's so you WSP get 10 structure. seconds you get 10 seconds on every street. It's 60, maybe it's 60. It's 60 second time bank, yeah. Okay, so 10 seconds on every street plus 60 second time bank, right? Live, you get uh, 30 seconds pre on every decision, not pre. Yeah, you get 30 Thir seconds 30 pre. seconds every decision plus five minutes worth of time bank. Oh, uh, yeah. It's a lot of fucking time. Like I just yeah. meant in the sense 30 seconds pre where it's not like it's uh, faster. You get well, right, stagnant right, right. 30. It's not like you get 10 well, seconds. Right. But it, 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 I say every decision for a reason because sure, it's sure, the sure. same as online. Like you get 10 seconds prior to action every single street. Yeah. Live, you get 30 seconds prior to action every single street. Correct. Online, you get one minute of time bank that you can utilize as you see fit. Live, you get five minutes of time bank. Yeah, but everything goes slower that. live than it does online. So I think it's pretty equivalent. Oh, why? Because... Makes you it see worse. way more hands online. Like everything's just faster online, and everything's slower live. So like I think it's I think it's an equivalent. Like like but having it's only having having sixty seconds of time bank online is equivalent to having five minutes of time bank live. No. Yeah. No, it's not. I think the only is. reason things mean? are faster online is because uh, hands are dealt at a slightly faster speed. And then on top of that, they mitigate all the time in the decision-making process. You can only maximize if everybody right, took but, every single like, second. Uh, it's, it's equivalent to like what the levels are, right? The levels live are t they're, they're, they're five times as long as but the levels not. are online. No, they're not. Yes, they the, are. These the are 30, levels live. These are 30-minute levels, Brian. Oh, okay. Well, they're, 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 but they're, they're 10 minutes on, online. No, a high roller is like 20. I was a 20. Yeah. Like a Venom... venom Venom, it, anything, WSOP. Okay, so is 20. Well, well, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I guess I like they should be like in a World Series of Poker main event. They're two hours, right? So. And there's also no time bank, <sighs> right? I'm just seeing it extrapolate yeah. out to where, like, let's say everybody took as much time as they possibly could until someone actually started clocking them. Correct. And now it's just a terrible playing experience for everybody involved. Where it's like I came here to play cards, and now I'm basically getting paid to not play. The tournament model is kind of that way where the like some of the highest the, the mm -hmm. highest EV options you can make without even knowing any strategy is just waiting. Right. Well, I think that's the thing. Like before 10 years ago, maybe 15 years ago, everybody like nobody real understood how disincentivized you are to play. Yeah, they want to play the game. Right. You want to play the game. And so now everybody understands that not playing hands yeah. equals more EV. So that's what the well, game is So th now. There, there's a bit of a misunderstanding there. I was talking to Hunt about this this morning, and I, I think that this is something that needs to be clarified. Um, the only reason playing fewer hands is heavily incentivized in accordance to making money is because there's an imbalance where other people are playing hands. 
So if everything converged onto zero and everybody stopped playing, nobody increases their win rate. Right. The best strategy will still overcome. No, that, that is right? true. Right. Uh, the only reason that it functionally earns you money is because you're stealing from somebody else who's not, not doing it. Doing right. it. The way that like ICM works in a nutshell is chips won are not the same as chips lost. Right. Yeah. So and I, don't, I don't like the, the uh, how you phrase that. Like you're stealing from someone who's not doing it. Because if you're not doing, like, if you like, it's icky, if, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird because like, well, if I'm not doing it, then someone's like, correct. Yeah, I, it's like you have to do it because other people are doing it. So that it just it goes it's around. It's a prisoner's and dilemma, right? Uh, I right. mean, steal or steal or split. It's mm -hmm. a prisoner's dilemma yeah. in a zero-sum game, and you expect everyone to just be happy. Well, and there just, are two no. equilibriums in prisoner's dilemma. People don't really talk about this much because they only look at the one that's unexploitable, which is that everybody um, steals or defects. Right. Right. But if everybody cooperates, uh, it's actually a higher equilibrium. Everybody mm -hmm. does better on average. Right. Uh, the problem is, is that it's exploitable because all it takes is one person not cooperating for them to increase their EV. If we all know, and that's what happens with stalling, right? Right. The one person defects. He now has increased his EV and greater the than the field. And more you have, the the more likely there is going to be someone actors. a defector. Sure. Bingo. Um, so I think I think the issue that we're we're coming to grips with whenever we see like this uh, put on a big dis uh, put on a big stage for display is that we have two current problems that exist that are iterations of each other. So the stalling problem is the core issue yeah. that needs to be addressed. We've attempted to address it with shot clocks, which don't even exist in all formats of tournament poker, right? So now we as like the public who's watching tournaments play out have a huge problem with stalling. I mean, I went ape shit about stalling <laughs> this summer. It, it was one of the most egregious things I've ever seen in my life. Like. You know, people taking many, many minutes off the clock yeah. in a 45-minute format. Yeah. That's obviously the core issue that's huge. But then on top of that, the shot clock fix is flawed. And I don't mean flawed in the sense that it doesn't have purpose. It obviously decreases stalling to a degree, which is great. However, it can be gamified. Or not gamified. Uh, you, you can game the system, right? And by being able to game the system, you're still able to do, you're still able to create a prisoner's dilemma. It's just a little bit less impactful and a lot more obvious to replicate, I, I guess. I mean, cue the real life example of when you played the main and Keating got everybody to stall. Yeah, that was, well, that was him getting everyone to cooperate. Yeah. And honestly, the uh, irony... Against you! Well, the irony in that <laughs> one... <laughs> the irony in that one is that uh, me defecting didn't help. Like, me playing fast doesn't help because... It doesn't help to the degree you want. Well, it just doesn't help at all. It, ju it just doesn't help at all because I don't... Uh, it helps you. The faster you play, but even though it's still going to take forever. It doesn't because I run into a roadblock eight times throughout so it doesn't matter how fast i take action it's mere seconds well you can't give yourself a ninth roadblock i mean I, I i should why because i would do better why i would just make more money why why i'm never at risk if none of us played any hands at that table we all cash you're never at risk but you're also incentivized to play more hands because you have bubble pressure right but there's no pressure if no one's playing any hands if we're only going to play a total of 10 hands where everybody else is going to play hundreds I don't get to exert any pressure. You do for those 10 hands. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> right? Because those 10 hands are going to take two and a half hours. So uh, it, it's, it's one of those situations where like collective, it looks like they're all cooperating, which they are, but collectively they're all defecting. And I'm the one who's attempting cooperation and just getting fucked. Yeah, because you're incentivized to play more. You're in, right. Like the game, especially for bubbles, is a completely different part of poker strategy where chips are worth way more um, in your stack than they are out. This is the thing that I think needs to be analyzed most from TDs. Sure, go. Uh, to, to the point of what you're saying. Um, because there are conflicting interests when yeah. you reach the bubble. There's eight people against one. Uh, essentially. A lot of times, well, yeah. It's eight versus one because one person has a lot of chips most of the time. Right. And everyone else is like, whoa, like we don't want to play hands because he can fuck us up. Right. So within the structure of this, and you know, I haven't put much thought into this to think of a creative solution, but I think that it is identifying the obvious problem where there are two strategic incentives 
that disalign yeah. and colli- uh, collide against one another, um, that's good for the game in the sense that it should create chaos, right? Which is what you ultimately want as a game operator. However, it's very poor for the game when the counter strategy is to uh, do co- nothing. It, it's to cooperate <laughs> and essentially collude. It right? is collusion. Right, yeah. So it's soft collusion in a very unspoken way, just like checking down with no side pot, with a dry side pot is, is kind of soft collusion. So I don't know what we can do um, within the framework of the structure to alter this, uh, to basically take away the, the cooperative efforts of the field yeah. to play fewer hands. If you could, like, I mean, I don't know, like, if you could ever completely eliminate the clock, but the ways you could, like, if you could try to somehow, like, if you do, like, well, round for rounds, right, where, like, you know, so say you play 10, plays eight, each, you, do, you do nine hands or whatever. They do um, that at the end of the night, right? right. They well, say they, five well, hands. They, they said yeah. five hands. But, like, say it's on the bubble, and then, you know, we're saying we're going to play nine hands and then stop and then play nine hands and stop. And then if you bust on, you know, if you, two people bust on the same hand, on hand or whatever on the different tables then that's where you that's where i think that's where you just honestly i think that's where you just like go with chip count Mm -hmm. you could maybe yeah well that's what i do on like like, wsop for bubble mm -hmm. stuff right you just go chip counts if it's stone bubble and the person with less chips goes all in and loses versus someone that has more chips only the same table that i mean for uh for online yeah only same table same table yeah and they two people bust at the same it? time, they chop. Yeah, they chop. Yeah. Oh, interesting. That's always... Mm-hmm. It's I've, never, always I've just never yeah. seen it. Okay, okay. interesting. Because, um, like, what you can do if you do it by chip counts is, like, that's just kind of the nature of the game, right? You shouldn't... It doesn't work It doesn't work live because you don't... You just don't have good, accurate chip counts. You don't have a log. Mm-hmm. Well... It's not digitized. It's not digitized, but you can just, like... Yeah, this Is digitized even a word? It's not it digital. Counts. It counts. <laughs> we digital. know what the word means. <laughs> right. But I, I guess like what I'm what I'm ultimately trying to say is that even though um shot clocks are a nice temporary band-aid, I and I think that they're a step in the right direction. And for what it's worth, I do think that like what Foxen did is completely within the framework of uh gamesmanship and and just playing the cards that you're dealt kind sure. of thing. Yeah, I, I do think that there is a better evolution of this. Like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's creating hand-for-hand scenarios. I don't know if it's round-for-round. Round. I don't know what necessary... But somebody smart or smarter than me at some point is going to come up with a creative solution mm-hmm. where they can identify what is incentivizing the field to react in two separate ways, yeah. right? Like, bubbles are a very clear example of this, where there's a big chip discrepancy between one person and the other eight. And the other eight are in survival mode while the one is in accumulation. Whenever this occurs, the ones in survival mode are trying to bleed hands. the clock, yeah. while the one who is in accumulation is trying yeah. to take advantage of uh, getting as many hands as possible. So It's tough because the solution... Well... I think the solution at final tables is definitely one that you can do, call it um, copy-paste it throughout, mm. where once you get to FT, there are a certain amount of hands per level, and you figure out how long does the average hand take, and you continually use that. Well, I think you're because- right in the sense that uh, we can build the model, or we can correct the model a little bit from the from the end game back. Mm-hmm. So like, it's very clear- Because that's when it's worth, that's when it's worth the most. Correct. It's right. very clear that final tables could just shift to uh, hand, a, a, a round by per, round. Yeah. yeah. Hand, number you have, of, you number of hands per, And you can still keep the shot yeah. clock. Yeah, you can still keep the shot clock. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not super necessary, but like, sure. Well, like you just have it for decisions, so decisions don't stall Exactly, out exactly. Shit, so you, it's like, oh, you, I don't yeah, have you don't have people time. just bleeding time. But yeah, yeah. so yeah. You bleeding keep, time for literally no purpose. For no reason, right. Would people do that? Maybe. I mean, you see recreationals just get put in a tough spot. They'll take 10 minutes if you give them 10 minutes. That's true, yeah. And people are going to be very lenient and not call clock on recs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, you just fix it in the rules yeah. where, like, you're going to have two and a half minutes to make a decision. Right. Yeah. That's just the end all be all. Um, yeah, I would like to see that be the next iteration. Mm-hmm. It's a good start. Where it's like, okay, clearly, like, we should stop it, playing timed it final tables. It seems like... S- such a simple solution that I can't believe it hasn't been implemented yet. I mean, maybe I think I'm people sure, are I slow to break of, tradition. Yeah, that's true. That that is definitely true. Um, I mean, I haven't thought about it long enough to think maybe there's some pitfalls along the way that I haven't discovered. But I, I don't. It's tough to think of what troubles they'd run into right. with playing uh, 
hand for hand or round by round or whatever because like, you have one table it's it's control right, right if people exactly. make the argument that oh that means there's going to be stalling for the like for the final table bubble it's like yeah that's happening anyways and then you right. hand for hand the final table bubble anyways yeah it's like yeah okay you keep moving stalling back welcome to what's happening in poker now correct so you either do something about it or you let it fucking cook right that's what i mean like i yeah. think we can start to to correct from the end game backwards yeah and then hopefully we just arrive at a creative solution where we can do it at scale. Because that's really what this is about. Like, we know what the solution is. It's definitely playing round for round. Yeah. Or playing X amount of hands in a level, right? But we can't scale that out to uh, a populated field of, like, 50 plus people. Wonder, or, what, what you think it would just be too... It, well, it would be example, interesting like, if you did, like, okay, you're going to play this many hands in these, like, this, this level. And then, like, people would go on breaks at different times. <laughs> You just your table would just go on break once you're done with your hands. We talked and about then that. Everybody though. wouldn't be going on break at the exact same time, which is a good you thing. You don't necessarily too. have to worry about it as much. I think it's just for the bigger, for the call it functional problems of bigger field tournaments. You're gonna have to lose some EV somewhere. Yeah. Because there's not enough workers to police everything. You know how many times you tried to call a floor at the 10k bubble for the secret bounty? Well, it's it's just like, and that's uh, a small field. Yeah, it, that, that's the thing. It, it's. If you build it from the end game back, you'll see that the solutions will then also scale backwards, right? So what you'll have is you'll play round for round, maybe the final two tables, mm -hmm. right? And then you'll play hand for hand going into the final two tables. And then beyond that, you'll have a shot clock. Yeah. Whereas instead what's happening is we have a shot clock now for the, like the final two tables or in the money or whatever. And then outside of that, we have nothing. And people are just like egregiously abusing yeah. the clock. Like the, the normal bubble strategy now, right? They say every two minutes equates for a hand. You have 30 minute levels at final table, 15 hands per level. Yeah. Just call it. Yeah. I, Keep I mean, the shot I, th clocks. I think that's pretty reasonable. And, and then, well, what you do is you kind of have to try stuff out so you don't have stuff like this continually happen. Because if Agreed. you don't try anything, you have what you have now. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think that like people should pay more attention to like what happens online. Um, it's just like pretty clear that that is already tested all of the scale and like GG moving to uh, a round a round per round uh, final table format is just better. You know, I imagine that we're going to start to see that implemented elsewhere. I just think there's so there's so much uh, value for the operators to like have some sort of uh, player connect in their ears saying, hey, this is what we think is better for the game overall. I How think do they we have get that, though. Mm -hmm. I think they have that. I think we just don't so, have very clean solutions. If we did, we would be in higher positions than just players. Like, even all the suggestions we're making are very, very wonky. You know, they're they're difficult to implement. Like, Is the number of hands that difficult at FTs? At final tables, final no, table, but, no. But yeah. scaling everything back is very yeah. difficult. Like, getting clocks implemented well, from the, from hand one... It's sure. tough. Different uh, different problems have different solutions. And I think there's a there, different problem. It's the same problem the whole way through. It's for sure the same <sighs> well, problem. Well, well, it's a different, but, well, there's a difference between controlled and uncontrolled environment. You can control one table. You can't control a thousand. You can, though, with a shot clock. Right? You just can. They, they, they just choose not to invest the resources. Yeah. Yeah, then it becomes a money issue. I mean, you know, play cash. Everybody, <laughs> that's the solution. Play cash. Stop Amen. playing tournaments. We play there all the go. hands. We More move tournament. really fast. You can make fifty bucks an hour. You with make fifty back. bucks an hour. Stream on Twitch. Twitch.tv/slash Landon Welcome to September. Thirty percent off. Just, uh, just come find us. All right, that's gonna do it for us today. We're gonna be back tomorrow. Uh, hang on a second. I got a text. Let's see what time we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> is it gonna be noon or is it gonna be six? Let's see. Uh. Game on tomorrow. Let's so go. We will be back tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. Get your shot clocks out. Mm -hmm. Be sure to head over to our Only Friends uh, Twitter and answer today's prompt. That's at Only Friends underscore pod. The prompt is, what's your favorite interaction that you've had with a famous poker player? So get all your Ivy stories, your D-Neg stories, your Mike Ma Mouth Maticel stories. We're getting showered by Mac Berkey stories. That didn't happen, Efro. Okay, enough, enough with the uh, fake news. Relax on that. Um, be sure to go answer that Twitter prompt. That's at OnlyFriends underscore pod. We will see you guys all tomorrow evening. Peace. Bye-bye.
for the nerds. This is for the brainy.